you like that line? Pop culture with a pin? Mm-hmm. Are we Not doing bad. the Caven episode? We're getting you ready for the Caven oh, episode. All right, good. <laughs> Let me just do a... We didn't even do a... We didn't do, like, any mic checks or no, anything. No. Let me check it real quick. This is what people pay for. <laughs> Every day I panic that people are actually going to put Patreon money in. And you'll have to really care. Yeah, I mean, we have a bunch of Patreon people, but they know that they're not at the tier yet where they get custom episodes. <laughs> uh, what week is this, Emily? 19. What's the name of the podcast? Yes, this is podcast. I, I kind of, every as the weeks go on, it's I'm growing like, on it's you? growing on me. <laughs> That's it's good. only been 12 years. or. I know. Well, no, it's been 19 episodes. <laughs> That's all been whitewashed. Is that the term? Well, if you want to go that way. <laughs> um, I listened to last week's episode myself, and I thought it was pretty good. I think we're finally kind of hitting the stride as far as editing and volume is concerned. But my vocal That's all you, so good job. There was a lot to edit last week. We yeah. don't have to get into it, but you did a great job. I wasn't really sure if we should talk about the editing that Just had to be all done. All you have to say is that you did a wonderful Edi- job. Editing was done. Keep patting yourself on the back, yeah. Pat. I mean, it, it sucks to like two days later go back at it and be like, all right, well. Some things don't work. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, some of the bits we do didn't exactly work and they were cut for time. <laughs> it's like SNL when they do the dress rehearsal. That's what we do. Not everything yeah. can make it into the show. No, exactly. Nor should it. Um, we did a couple bits that didn't quite make it. <laughs> Emily did a few bits that didn't make it. Yeah, it was not my night <laughs> last week. But I, it's Emily's birthday, and she's all refreshed. Yep. So if you follow us on uh, any of the socials, wish Emily a happy birthday. Mm-hmm. How many years? 37. 37. Mm. Yep. Not a fan of the odd numbers, so no, it could be a rough year for me. Is that a thing in astrology, odd, odd no, numbers? No, it's just my own personality. The, the only reason we don't like odd numbers is because they're described as odd. Maybe. <laughs> like, they're just odd. Like, Maybe weird. Maybe subliminally. There's, yeah, there's normal and weird numbers. I just yeah. prefer an even number. It's my thing. I have to set all my alarms to even numbers. and all Really? That. You know what my alarm is set to right now? What? 6.13 a.m. There you go. Mm-hmm. What's your set, Scott? It's 7.14. <laughs> 4.28, my first alarm 4.20. You yep. wake up, rip a big... 4.28. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought it was just wake up, rip wake, a big ball. Wake bake. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were feeding my cat for a second. Uh, what are we, <laughs> Scott? What are we talking about tonight? Tonight we have Hiam. Mm-hmm. I don't like how you <laughs> kind of said that with a correct sort of uh, a. And uh, the movie I care a lot now streaming on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Those are some. Uh, it's Women's History Month, so I think we picked some good stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Do you uh, like women in their history? Yes. Okay. We're going to do another thing like last week where I have to to. fucking comb through it. (laughs) We don't have to. I'm going to start doing bleeps. I think that would be fun. (laughs) Instead of legit editing, editing, I'll do bleeps. Uh, Yeah, so we have I Care A Lot. Was that Rosamunda Pike? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Somebody like that, yeah. Well, what's your real name? Just just Rosamund. (laughs) Rosamunda. Rosamunda. (laughs) Edit that. It's not Spanish History Month. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles version of her. Uh, I still, every time I listen to that clumps joke, I just die laughing at my own joke. Rosamund Pike. Rosamund Pike. Golden Globe winner mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. this performance. Yep. She won. I did not know she that. Won, yep. She did. Wow. 
Shocking, right? I forget who else was up in that category. Uh, lead actress is pretty stacked this year. Yeah. Um, Scott, you might have to start bringing over a computer. Maybe. I need a mic stand so I can type with two hands. Do you want to just get right into I Care A Lot? Because I'm, like, stunned that she won for that performance. Well, one of the things on our agenda I'd put was, why do I give a shit about the Golden Globes? That is a great question. Why do you? Triple A Oscars. Even lower. Rookie League? Yeah, like high A. This is a group of 87 people, zero of whom are black. The qualifications to become a Golden Globe journalist are just that you write like six articles about a movie a year just six i think you should i think your goal for 20 might be um they did a so there was a expose oh no on them we better their time stamp this in case we have to edit it (laughs) their shadowy cabal practices in the i think it was the la times Mm -hmm. and they just accept bribes and gifts to nominate what movie did they talk about specifically? I did read that. I, I think Sia. I don't Sia's ha- movie. Uh, music? Music. Because that is, by all accounts, a real piece of shit that is extremely problematic. Now, and Scott... Got, like, four nominations. Now, did Scott tell you what he watched this week? The Billie Eilish documentary. He did. Do you want some thoughts on that, too? Well... This is on <sighs> Apple TV+. Plus. Well, uh, let me preface it with this, is that... I would not be listening to such mainstream stuff if it wasn't for this podcast. We haven't listened to that much. Well, like Chaim. Yeah. And Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. That's about it. Um, what? There's other stuff. There <laughs> has sure, to be one other stuff. But like it wouldn't even. I mean, cr- Talking Heads is mainstream at this point, but like. Yeah. But like, I, I mean, I would never even consider watching a Billie Eilish documentary. So I did Scott see that. Docs. When did you first hear of Billie Eilish? Because I know when I heard of her. Let me think. And it was when the Interrupters covered Bad Guy. I thought it was, okay. It might have been the same like month. Because when they covered it, I was like, this is a really cool song. And it sounds familiar. Yeah, I'd never heard of her. And I assumed she... When did, was that? Give us a time. Do you think we can maybe pull that up? Let's see. Yeah, you can probably figure it out. Uh, two years ago. Okay. Because I had only heard about her this past, like, last spring. So, I don't feel too behind. No, it was probably a year and a half. So, this documentary opens. She is 16 years old. Mm-hmm. She does not have a learner's permit yet. And she has, like, a million followers on Instagram. And she's just getting started. And the movie is a lot of kind of, like, home videos and stuff. Uh, what's interesting is her brother is in the band with her. And yes. he kind of writes all the songs. And she doesn't like writing that much. And she's kind of like the talent and the person that gets put forward. And I think the brother's like four years older. Okay. And I want to see a doc on him because he goes through all the... Yeah, his name's Barry Eilish? No. What's his name? <laughs> I don't remember. Why Typical Barry? Scott doesn't remember the man's name. <laughs> You're really not doing a good job with Men's History Month. <laughs> but uh, the movie is way too long. It's two hours and 20 minutes. That's ridiculous. Wow. Break it up into a series. It's really long. Uh, If they shaved a half hour off, it would have been good. But she's pretty interesting. Now, let me ask you this. 16, she started doing this. Let's do a little juxtaposition. The Spears and the Eilishes. So it's a very good juxtaposition. The Eilishes is very much a 
positive family. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's doing all this with her brother, who's like four years older. Wait a minute, what? She's doing the whole music okay, thing with right. her brother. <laughs> Off her, to a rough start here. Her parents no. are very supportive. They, one might have been like, they were just regular normal people who had like an interest in the arts. Okay. Um, but well, like when Billy was younger, like the whole family would do like small shows and they would just play like backup instruments and stuff. And they just kind of let Billy run the whole show. Mm-hmm. And they're just there for support the whole time. Well, I did see in the documentary that the father w- was wearing multiple Phoebe Bridgers t-shirts. Did you notice that? I didn't notice that, no. That's pretty cool. I love how you like you don't watch things, but you always have the most specific information from the things that you don't watch. And I don't know how you pull that off, but it's a very unique skill that <laughs> yeah, you possess. Yeah, it is a skill. <laughs> um, and that's why we're podcasting, I think. That's <laughs> what you're good at. Um, you know, I just... It sucks when you like a mainstream artist like that is put through the lens or the tube to get to us from the mainstream. Like it would have been cool to discover her like organically. You can't really do that in the internet age. No, you can't. I mean, look at the artists we're talking about. Her father at one point says like, you know, a year ago you had a million Instagram followers. Now you have 15 or 16 million. That's crazy. That's just in a year. You, that's a shitload of people. And she's in opposition to someone like, Ariana Grande and these people, everyone that's dressing sexy and scantily clad. Tread lightly here because, I mean, say what you want about Ariana Grande. She's extremely talented. She is. I watched her documentary. And her Sucked. albums are, but did you listen to the last two records? They're yeah. really good. I don't, I don't know. It's, <clears throat> I don't love it. But uh, Billy always dresses very baggy clothes. Well, she's also 16. Yeah, and she's. Well, she's she had, older now, right? She's 18 now. Yeah. Okay. Um, she have the Scott Gold or Billie Eilish countdown clock? She has Tourette's. She battles I did depression not know that. a little bit. She loves The Office. I know that. She's watched it many times, and okay. she's interviewed cast members, and they've interviewed her, like, trivia questions about The Office. Okay. That's... I wasn't in the dock. <clears throat> I, yeah. I think that when I hear about a child star or whatever, I just want to know they have supportive parents. Yeah. The family dynamic was is really positive. That's good. I mean, I, I hope that she's able to uh, continue her career and get past, I mean... Let's, she she meets Katy Perry at... Um, that's a bad sign. Coachella. No, just backstage. And Katy Perry is dating Orlando Bloom. Mm-hmm. So Orlando Bloom's back there. And Billy doesn't recognize him. He gives her a hug and stuff. And then she goes backstage. And they're like, oh, what's that? Aragon? No. First of all, it's Legolas. Okay. <laughs> Second of all, she's too young for that. Oh. So it was the Pirates of the Caribbean guy. She's like, is that the oh. guy from Pirates of the Caribbean? And I was like, oh. That's funny. And then she went back. So, but Katy Perry was like, the next 10 years are going to be fucking crazy. So good luck. I guess all you can hope is that they have supportive parents. I mean, I don't know. It's it's a tough thing. Yeah. She's talented. She and her brother, they're having fun. Does the brother sing at all? He does a little bit of everything. He's pretty talented. Uh, but he deals with like all the labels. Like He does a lot of the writing. He has to push her to write. Mm-hmm. Um, he does all like the hard work and just kind of gives her her space, and she gets to be the, the upfront talent. But. Are you familiar with her music at all? Not at all. Nope. Let's, <clears throat> I mean, we're going to come off as like olds right now, but let's listen to a little Billie Eilish. <laughs> I I'm, saw her on John Krasinski was doing that Some Good News youtube thing last mm-hmm. spring when the pandemic hit and he did a a live prom for kids because obviously proms were canceled sure. and sure. she was one of the guests and she came on and did a live performance for people that was the first time was i had good? heard of her 
Yeah. So this song is called Lovely with Khalid. It has one billion listens. Does it really? Wow. Yeah. Let's check it out. It's good. It's definitely like uh, there's talent there. There's talent there. It's sad. It is sad. She mostly writes sad stuff. This reminds me of like I'm gonna throw. There's no fact based in this, but like if you had a Get Up Kids record and they like track twelve was a sad piano ballad. Yeah. Something like that. I think if you give teens free range to write whatever they want, it's mostly going to be sad stuff. But oh. if you get like 40-year-old producers stepping in, mm-hmm. then it's going to be the poppy, like so one of the teeny bopper ballads. things I thought was interesting was she writes a lot about breakups and stuff. And I don't know how much she went through, mm-hmm. um, but I got the feeling it was more her brother kind of writing from an early 20s perspective, and then got she's it. singing it. I thought you were going to tell me that it was Michael Scott breaking up with Jan Gould. That's what she's writing about. No. That's not a bad First joke. of all, it's Jan Levinson. Jan Gould, Levinson Gould. Gould was the married name. Okay. Once she got divorced, Gould got dropped. Okay. I'm not a big office guy. I feel I like that joke, we're going to have to edit that out. It bombed. <laughs> you could just bleep it. <clears throat> could have dropped that thing over Syria and it would have done less Listen, damage. don't question me on my office trivia. <laughs> okay. Um... Yeah, I mean, she's talented. I don't know. That's there's a whole separate path we can go down. I mean, I, I the only other the only other thing I wanted to say was she has this boyfriend she calls Q. Oh no, she's queuing on. No, okay. <laughs> is and Trump president right now? As far as Billie Eilish is concerned, no. Today, today <laughs> was his. So. Oh, the March fourth day. So today, Trump would have been the no. 19th, don't sell me my birthday. <laughs> the nineteenth elected president, Donald J. Trump, today. Wow. Mm-hmm. But uh, this boyfriend just doesn't give a shit. Like he loves, he's just kind of, I think, fucked up all the time. He's a little older and he's just doing stuff and he just doesn't like appreciate her at all. Is it a crime? No, no, no. Okay. He he just, no body, no crime. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Wait, I don't like that. (laughs) But uh, he just, he's never in contact with her. Is he in the dock? Yeah, he shows up here. What's he look like? I don't know. He doesn't know. I'm not a good descriptor of people. Okay. Does he have a body and a head? Or <laughs> he does. <clears throat> no four, body. No four crime. limbs. No, no head, no crime. <laughs> but uh, you. It's just you see her pining <laughs> over him and feel a little bad because you know he's just a piece of shit that doesn't want anything. He's not a piece of shit. He just doesn't. They shouldn't be together. How old is he? I don't know exactly. Just critical details left. <laughs> out. Like, yeah, he's 49. It's I two mean, two hours and 20 minutes, man. I'm not going to retain yeah. everything. Okay. Like we've said before, Scott watches a lot, and he can't he care a lot about all of them. No, I care a I, little. <laughs> I was thinking this will just maybe be for an off-air discussion, but we should lean more into music documentaries. Okay. We that have, would make sense. We have been. We did in the beginning. We've done three Well, somehow we sort four. of adopted <clears throat> this, like we have to watch something and listen to something. And I think it last works. Last week we were struggling to figure out what to watch, so we... Came up with I care a lot. Yeah, but because also of the buzz around it. movies nowadays are like eh, eh, eh. Describe what you mean by that. Like <laughs> I care a lot. 
So he's also doing a professional young hand woman. motion. But what's the one we promising? Promising young woman. And then there was one you just reviewed on Letterbox that was like. He's pointing at Scott. I, I do not have Letterbox. I can't remember. It was the same, uh, like that, 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 that. I'm a fucking movie. Like that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> but that is a good subtitle for I care a lot. Yeah, I'm a fuck. We've made a fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. a professional young woman. Promising. Yeah. No. <laughs> I don't know. What uh, you're talking you, about. Well, we can edit. I want to find out. I hate Letterbox, by the way. Do you? Do you I participate? You, I you, like you threw a shitty review of Judas and the Black Messiah what did I write? the other day. You don't even remember, do you? First of all, I was like, Let's I was see. stone cold sober. Black Muhammad's review. <laughs> heavy, <laughs> heavy shit. A <laughs> cab. Yeah, that's a good review. Is it? Yeah, heavy shit. All cops are bastards. All right. Let me try. Wait, it. what is Pat's letterbox name? <laughs> Black Muhammad. <laughs> that's my cat. What do we name him? White Muhammad? Look at him. He's <laughs> mostly black. Let's move on. But you want to hear? You want to hear some of my letterbox reviews? Let's hear it. All right. Nomadland. <clears throat> this film had it all, baby. That's what I wrote. Promise- Is there an exclamation point after baby? No, but there okay. was a comma after all. Okay. <laughs> uh, I gave it four and a half stars. Promising young woman. I gave two and a half. I wrote Sam from Detroiters was a dick. That's <laughs> true. He was. Minari. Which, are we going to watch that for the cast? It's up to Emily. Only if it's streaming so that the listeners can also watch it somewhere. That's it's my not, caveat. Not. We'll, we'll wait on that. It's worth waiting. Okay. It's, one, it's $20 <laughs> you available for what rent. I texted you during it? You, you, yeah. The <laughs> chicken so, sex? Well, no, that was their job. They were chicken, chicken sexers. Yeah. So I wrote, this is my review. I'm so embarrassed. I want to be a <laughs> Korean farmer so bad. That was my review. <laughs> Okay, you want to hear my... I think we should... Do you want to do I Care A Lot and then Haim or... Yeah, we'll do I Care A Lot first. All right, so my review leading into I Care A Lot was the girlfriend was hot. That's what I wrote. And she was. She was was sexy. She needed more screen time. They gave her nothing to do. They gave her one iota of a backstory. Yep. It was brutal. And she was just like a willing participant in all this shenanigans. But she used to be a cop. (sighs) I don't even remember that. Corrupt cop, it sounds like. A cab. Maybe. <laughs> so, I Care A Lot, streaming on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know anything about like the background of the direction or the production of it? Not really. Me neither. I don't either. I, I didn't know would. anything about it going into it either. Um, let me pull up my notes here. Rosamund Pike. Rosamundo. Pike. Rosamundo. <laughs> Jay Blakeson is the director. I think he's done some other stuff that we would know. Yeah? I think he's done other stuff. Um, so we got Peter Dinklage in there. So, okay. Diane Weist. I love her. She's really it's good. West. It's not. It's not? No. Nope. Oh. What did you think of Peter Dinklage in it? I thought he was good. Mm-hmm. I just didn't like the character. But I thought he played the character well. Have you ever seen The Station Agent? No. Scott? Yes. I've seen it like 10 times. You probably brought it up on this podcast 10 times. Is he in it? Yeah, he's the star of it. Okay. It's about a little person that moves to a town and they treat him like shit. It's definitely how he got the role of Tyrion Lannister. 
Um, it's a great movie. It's it really good. I suggest you watch it. We can okay. talk about it somewhere down the line. But they make no mention that Peter Dinklage is a little person in I Care A Lot. No. Which is you, I legit don't even notice. Scott, do you notice? Yeah. Ooh. How do you not notice? Yeah, when he's I'm, up I'm on, with Scott. When he's Sorry. up on the, the rings. <laughs> I guess I'm just better than you guys. <laughs> I don't know. But I thought he was really good. I mean, he definitely he was, has charisma. He was great, yeah. But and the, he plays role, a mob boss yeah. really well. Yes, he he seethes. Yeah, he does seethe. Mm. But I, I thought he was good. I think the individual acting performances were pretty good. Yes, yeah. I love Diane. What's her last name? Weist. Weist. Every time I see her, I love her. I knew so. Her entry shot is the back of her head. That's how she's introduced to the film, and I knew it was her right away before I even knew she was in the film. She's got a very recognizable presence on camera. Even I already the back saw of her a trailer where she opened the door when. Uh, Rosamunda first meets her. <laughs> um, I'll tell you, this movie, it had something I do not like when the elderly are taken advantage of. I don't of. either. It, it makes me so extremely un- uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I want to shut it off. I'm sure that's how everybody feels. I can't see anybody watching it and being like, oh, baby, I'm in for this Yeah. Now. Well, get her ass. <laughs> Grissom and Leach both kind of said it would have been more interesting if they had stuck with that storyline and kind of explored it a little more. Now, like so do we should we explain what the storyline is yeah we should (laughs) yeah i mean for people that are listening that are going to watch this it's about a woman who sets herself up as like rosamunda pike she sets herself up as a court appointed caretaker for the elderly um she's a con artist she just has a very like but it is a legit business in the film yeah now and in america what would have been I'm kind of jumping ahead here, but... It's much like um, Britney Spears' father, the conservatorship. Okay. Right. So people who can no longer take care of themselves and make decisions for themselves are given this guardian, and then she dictates all their life choices. Yeah, and but the, the problem with the movie is that's not what it's about. That is not explored at all in a way that would make you say, this movie is about the elderly who are being taken advantage of. Have you ever seen The Big Short? No. Yeah. How many times? One. Okay, I've seen it seven. Yeah. So yes, I have. Why? Bi- I just I throw it on. You watch it. So the big short is about the mortgage crisis, and it they go in depth with how people were taken advantage of before two thousand eight with regard to like they, people were being approved for mortgages that that shouldn't have been. Yeah. So they explore that. The fact like there's and they don't really tell you like how it happens, and I care a lot, except with like the title mainly where a woman says well, they, I they show you they give you some court scenes but it's and not they show you how but it's not based in fact what do you mean I, I in the big short they actually use like real examples yeah they should have done that and i care a lot there's an interesting story there to be told well the big short is based off of like a, a real crisis that they could point to and say like yeah like name a big bank i'm drawing a blank on one <sighs> harbor one credit union sure <laughs> how they played Santander. a role but like this is just a giving an example of someone who that story is a lot more interesting i agree with your overall premise just okay. not how you're describing it but that's that's our fucking <laughs> friendship yeah, i agree with what you're saying but i don't like the words you're <laughs> the way using. you're saying it yeah so yeah no they needed to explore it more there is a movie there yeah a i much... don't ever want to see that movie though it's very depressing unless there's a happy ending all right, so this leads me to my main issue with the movie, which is, so they have this whole setup with Rosamund's character, Marla. Yep. 
scamming these old people out of their money, selling all their shit, billing them tons of money for the quote unquote work she does. Yep. And then she's obviously a villain. Right. And then they introduce another villain. Right. And then the two villains go back and forth at each other with mostly successful confrontations. And then it's just one upsmanship and then they get together at the end and start a big business. Right. And it wasn't even... Who are you rooting for? Exactly. That was exactly my point I was just going to make. It wasn't even like a villain that you could root for because sometimes you do root for a villain. You have a bad guy on screen and you're still like pulling for him, but... So Dinklage's character is a Russian mob boss who faked his own death and is running drugs in America, basically. Yeah. And gems? Gem schemes? (laughs) Wherever the diamonds came from. Well... This is what I wrote, and this is how I felt at the time. I wrote, I care a lot is nihilistic, hopeless garbage. An excuse for and defense of capitalism, a populist film. Now, yeah, like I was trying to like write something funny and interesting, but it, it's true. It is. It's like there's no, we watched Nomadland last week. Mm-hmm. Nomadland is sad. It's depressing. And it's like, but and it's it not talks ho- about capitalism in a different way, a yeah. much different way than this movie did. And it's, but it's not hopeless. That Francis no. McDormand's character finds a silver lining that exists in America, where you can live in your van and sort of travel around the country. Like that, that happens. Yep. This movie, there are no, and I care a lot. Nobody wins. The two bad guys, but you also they become don't want friends. them to win. You don't want them to win either. You. I, I didn't know, like, I was hoping when Dinklage showed up that, like, he would, I wanted him to win at first until you got to know him a little better, and then it was like, oh, you're Well, that's why in mafia movies, we we root for the mafia. Yeah. But they became friends. That doesn't happen in fucking mafia movies. Yeah. In mafia movies, the mafia guys kill the cops. This is a lot of spoilers. I I think I might have said spoilers, but... It's fine. (laughs) Yeah, we're doing spoilers. The movie's fucking spoiled. (laughs) So, when, um... Rosamunda <laughs> drove off a cliff into a lake. Oh my I texted God. I was so excited. I thought she was going to die. Me too. And I was so happy. All right, here's a question for you guys, a scientific question, because you're both scientists. That's true. That's so they, right. they put a tube up her nose. What the fuck was the point of it? And, I didn't get it. And pumped a bunch of vodka into her brain, her system. Was that what it was? It was vodka, yes. I, mi- I missed what it was. And then they left the half full bottle of vodka on her yep. lap. So... What happens when you pump vodka into someone's brain? I would assume it would do something, but she was like with it, she, ready to go. She woke up two minutes later, <laughs> yeah. well, completely the, aware. The thing about the like, I didn't, I didn't. The movie was like enjoyable at like a base level, but the message it was not for me at all. I think the message was just awful. Like the bad guys always win, and if they don't win versus each other, they become teammates and win fucking against you. But here's the thing. The person that we were supposedly rooting for, she was bad too. Who are you? You're not supposed to root for Marla. Diane? No, yeah, Diane. Yeah. You're supposed to root for Diane? That's who I well, was rooting they for. Want your, she wants your sympathy. She I mean, was the only one that I was like, oh, maybe she's got her at this point, and then Rosamundo could just like swoop in and do an, pull another and fast instead, one on her. They locked her up for the last third of the movie, and you never right. saw her again. Right. Ugh. I did like when she choked out Rosamundo. So yeah, but. That scene was really good. But it would be worse for her in in the long run. But like that, but she was a mob boss. She was. So like, this movie was so nihilistic. It was like (laughs) hard to comprehend. Everyone was evil. 
there was no was hope. Evil. Nope. I did. I love that lawyer. I forget his name right now. Yeah, I meant um, to look it up again. That scene. He's been with, in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, that he's scene good. with him and Rosamond was great. It was, yeah, it, it was good. It was I a mean, good scene. You don't really see this the kind la- of the lady doctor. That was. Yeah, <laughs> that was good. it's tough to see this kind of quality from Netflix. I know they they do stuff like Roma or Mank. That's I mean, yeah. That's not most of their stuff though. But like you enjoyed Mank's Giving, right? Uh, no, I don't know what, <laughs> what that is. <laughs> Thanksgiving is when we all bake the turkey and then watch Mank. Oh, no, I did not participate okay. in that this year. <laughs> but like Next this, year, you're in? <laughs> this movie had a cool like popcorn vibe to it that made it, like I was I was into it. It, it had good scenes. It and did. And that's the thing, like you said, it had good performances. Bad wigs. I, did, I liked her wig. I didn't. Too sharp. I liked it. Oh, not her normal hair, but when she had to go under disguise. And oh, she okay. had that really short hair with the glasses. Now... Did you have a thought you wanted to finish? I don't want to cut anybody off. I don't know. I have a lot of thoughts. I have a thought for you, Pat. A question, I guess. So you texted me mm-hmm. before Scott had watched it, and you noted that this is a very stylized movie. Yes. What did you mean by that? <clears throat> he pressed a cough I, button I and did. coughed well, very loudly. I, I think this movie was... Netflix has it. I don't know if this was a movie that Netflix had exclusive rights to from beginning to end, but like it was very, it, it checked off a lot of boxes as far as a movie's concerned. Star power, sexy. Um, it was just, it like, it lacked substance. A very there was, unique score. Like a lot yeah, of synth I did, I liked heavy. The score. Yeah. Like, I didn't like it because I didn't like the it. movie. If the movie were better, I would have really liked the score. But because I was so like miserable I, like, watching this movie, I fucking found this movie disgusting. Like there, it, this was. Yeah, I didn't like it. No. So and then so the final scene again, big spoiler here. But but I, I don't want to cut you off. But you will. Well, he didn't quite finish his thought but on what like, I asked him about. When stylized. I talk about this okay. movie being nihilistic and just gross, this movie is a populist movie where. The beginning scene foreshadows this one guy whose family was taken advantage of and where the courts, the system, wherever, it fails. It just fails, fails, fails. And then he takes justice into his own hands and shoots Marla. At the very end. At the very end of the movie. After she partners with Dinklage to form a multi-billion dollar corporation she does an interview walks outside and he just shoots her in the head so yeah. did, the you, did that make you feel any better no, no. that's that's fucking the, that would have made me feel better if he had done that that's, in the first five minutes of the movie <laughs> but like the message there's that reminded me of the insurrection at the capitol where like yeah i'm you, not are you wearing your stretchy pants tonight yeah i am but like they're just saying like what is what are what are you trying to say as a filmmaker? That's not justice. That's not the justice that we know or even we respect. No, and not every film has to have justice, but I almost would have preferred it to end with her on top than like get I don't know. I just but didn't it, care for it. It wasn't an indictment of capitalism. No, but maybe that wasn't what the they were movie, trying to do. Uh, the movie was. Uh, Grierson said I don't think it was. Every 20 to 30 minutes you're just getting pounded over the head with this is America. This is what we do. But just because the good guy gets blasted in the brain at the end doesn't she's, she's not the good guy. No, she's not. Okay, so but like the good And she gets shot in the heart, not the head. 
she gets shot. Well, I, I just think that like it's depressing to think that that's the only way justice can be served in America is by somebody taking it into their own hands. Like, we should still have hope in the court system and stuff like that. <laughs> you shouldn't. Right? Yeah, I mean, but like you we might. should. You're you, right. In you theory, are we should. McWhiterson. But like, I'm not. Yeah, I'm like send everyone to the guillotine. But like, what? It's this really France. Isn't it's it? it's pretty. It's pretty like ridiculous that this is like a major motion picture and that's the message they're sending that's my question is who likes this movie a lot of people really like this movie do they yeah i I don't know i didn't read positive reviews like a lot of uh just regular people maybe not film critics but like there's a lot of buzz around we're film critics are we yeah we're professional film critics we're gonna be in the hfpa next year (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) I, i don't know i just thought that it was misguided it was hopeless it's nihilistic it was always like 30 percent off the mark if you showed it's a lot all right i'm gonna (laughs) say something here that we can edit out later if we need to okay you show a a regular person nomadland and then you you mean by regular person i just mean not a film critic like a focus group okay what do you think they would what do you think they would say is a more hopeless movie nomadland or I care a lot. I care a lot, definitely. I would hope. I don't think they would. I think you're wrong. I don't know. Are you, in, are in, you trying to indict the quote-unquote normal person or whatever you're the referencing person? here? I think you're sending a bad message to casual Netflix. Yeah, they are below me. Because No Man Land, she found happiness. Nobody was happy in fucking I Care A Lot. And no one deserved to be happy. Right. No Man Land, that woman was poor. She had every reason in the world to be sad. And then she found happiness. But like, So why are you hap- saying that the group of people who are watching these two movies would say, because I care a lot, hap- is a more hopeful Because they movie. would say that, that that woman was shot in the end, and that was a happy ending. I think you're not, you're giving people not enough credit. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I just think that happiness exists in this world. I had one other plot question. Yeah. So after she gets uh, attempted murder... In the car with the drowning, and, and she after they try through to, the back windshield somehow underwater for about two and a half yeah. minutes, <laughs> and <laughs> it was way too long. And her girlfriend is being oh, the shit God. kicked out of her. This gas left on yep. in her apartment, and then they get together and like, all right, let's go after these guys. I have a plan. I don't know if it'll work though. Yep. And then the plan was just call up this license plate. Mm-hmm. And then what was the plan? So what was her plan before they found out whose license plate it was? Great question. Because it turned out to be the chauffeur, which, okay. So then you get lucky and the chauffeur is just driving to the office where Dinklage is. Yep. And now was this the plan the whole time? Now you're going to go in? Are they just whipping this shit up on the fly? It was very unrealistic. And then she just hops in the car and drives. It was insane. It was insane. None of it was believable. See, I'm, I'm more concerned with the big issues with the film, obviously. <laughs> I have problems with yeah. it. Well, all the plebs I'm are more, sitting I'm here I'm more on Scott's it. level where we're nitpicking the entire movie I just, because I, it's not realistic at all. Yeah, just, it was. they wasted good performances. Yep. Do you want to do our one of our patented review scales for this movie? Sure. Although it. you just said they wasted good performances, they did. Give them a lot of credit for everyone in that movie did a really good job with they did pretty shitty material. Every, every actor in that movie did great. Um, Eliza Gonzalez Reina, 
Yeah. Uh, you want to hear my notes on Fran, her? Fran, you already told us your notes. She is a very pretty lady. Yeah, you told us already. Thanks. Well, I just, did I already tell you where we can see her in other movies? No, you didn't. So we're going to do another episode where we talk about her movies. So we, I need you, Emily, to watch Hobbs and Shaw. Okay. She was in that. And Scott, you have to do Godzilla vs. Kong. I've seen Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, my God. Godzilla vs. Kong isn't out yet, but it's coming soon on HBO Max. Yeah, I, I think it's funny that she, I thought she was really charismatic. I loved her hair. She was beautiful. She, her hair was incredible. Like we said, the performances were great. You don't, yeah, I mean. Rosamund Pike, she has played a villain before. Rosamunda was excellent. She played a villain, a great villain again. She's very good at villainous characters. And the, the courtroom scene was really good. Yeah, it was just, uh, it's really bipolar. You hated her. You, she really made you hate her. Mm-hmm. Me, anyway. Can't speak for you guys, but. Do you guys have any family members who have ever been in sort of a nursing home or. No. My mother works in a nursing home, but. My grandfather was in a multiple nursing homes, and it was like seeing how shitty they were with the medication and like trapping them. It was really depressing. I did not care for it. No, it's a really shitty place. It is. Yeah. Uh, I care a lot. I do care a lot. <laughs> but I couldn't give a fuck about this movie. So uh, what's oh, our that, scale? What do uh, we give it? What scale are we using? Yum and yuck? I'm going to give it a yuck. A big yuck. Yeah, it's a full Wait, yuck for do me. Do you think there <laughs> uh, Ours are just regular yucks. <laughs> do you think there should be like a, a third thing? Yum. Well, we can do uh, like yummy? half yum. Okay. So three half qu- yuck. Three quarter yum. We're still working right. through this. Well, it's a fucking yuck. <laughs> it's, this is just a full yuck. Would though. you tell people that listen to this program to not watch it? I would. And Scott? I will. If they ask I me. I can't say that. Why? Yeah, I don't think you should watch. I would watch Promising Young Woman instead. There are so many other things you can watch. Don't watch this movie. We just spoiled the entire thing for you anyway. <laughs> so. uh, I, if you want to see some good acting, Eliza Gonzalez Reina, very pretty lady. Watch her. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's a fucking yuck. Yep. Yeah. <sighs> it's tough. Um, I was not happy. Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, whenever well, I watched it. Well, we watched it. it like basically, you might have watched it a little sooner than me, but we kind of discussed it in the real time. And it was yeah. like, oh my God, like this <laughs> yeah. is what passes for like borderline <laughs> prestige cinema. Movie. Yeah, I she, mean. Yeah, she won. Was that the only Golden Globe they won for this movie? I think it was just her. I think so. So it was she. This was for. Oh, this was another question I had. Yeah, that she it was for best actress in a drama. No, not drama. Comedy. Had comedy. comedy yeah. This was a comedy. It was best actress for musical slash comedy. And that, she, that she is was hard up to against Maria Bakalova. Maria Peters, who should have won. For Kate what? Hudson. For what? Borat. Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. Did you watch Borat? Yeah, I watched half of it. <clears throat> really? <laughs> I took the Pat McDonough route. <laughs> Uh, Kate Hudson, Michelle Pfeiffer for French Exit, which I've never heard of, and Anya Taylor-Joy for Emma. And Rosamund, this, yeah, this is a comedy. That's what they're calling it. I think it's, it's a black comedy. You had said that, and I didn't think of it until you said it. It's a comedy but, like, what? Yeah, I don't the, know. The greatest black comedy of all time, at least as far as I'm concerned, is Burn After Reading. I mean, it was a comedy mm. like that. Yeah. That's more comedy than... But there's serious shit happening, and it's like meant to be funny. No, that's a serious man. Okay. <laughs> What, don't get me started. But I didn't get any of the comedy until Pat said, this is a dark comedy. Even then, and I was like, what's, what? Did I laugh? I didn't laugh once. And I said that to you. I said, <laughs> I didn't laugh once. And you said, you got a few chuckles out of it. And I don't I, know which parts. Um, when she choked out Rosamundo. That yeah. was funny. 
Yeah, that, I guess. Um, they were. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, the I loved it when was they stole all funny. that old person's money. Like what? I don't. Yeah, it's not, it's not funny. <laughs> I liked. I thought that the the henchmen were kind of funny. Lawyer. Chris Messina, incredible, yeah. just great. He was great. The henchmen were kind of funny. That's yeah, fun, that suit Messina wears to court. Oh, it's the uh, seersucker suit. Oh, so, it was so good because he didn't wear that in the scenes before. No, so he just showed that up. That was the court suit. <laughs> Do you think it was like edited out of order in some way? Like they. No, it was, it was different a, days. It was different a different days. day. But there had to have been a scene where he was wearing the seersucker, <laughs> and they were like, all right, well, he's going to wear that. Maybe. It is. But, uh, it's a great suit. He, I guess he's like a mainstream actor. I've only seen him in like Girls. He, he was married. in Sharp Objects. He's in oh. Julie and Julia. which Great is, movie. Yeah. My girlfriend hates Julie and Julia. Why? She does not like it. I love that movie. It's one of my comfort movies. True. Like yeah, a slow-cooked pork butt. What? <laughs> <laughs> that's a comfort food. Yeah. Yeah, but the way you delivered it like was... Like a <laughs> slow-cooked pork butt. Scott, watch you, Julie and Julia. It's on right. Netflix. Pat, if you hadn't bailed on me last week, I had pulled pork waiting for you. Uh, you didn't even say that. I, you quit. You, it was all, I quit. It was going to be ready to go. Stressful day at work. We'll do that. I insta-potted a pork butt over the weekend. It was very good. Mm. We should be a, a food podcast. It's very soon, except not me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't... Tell the audience that we need to. You know how many listeners you brought to this podcast, and you just alienated. Oh, that is brutal. Uh, well, I'll kick that in the trash. Yeah, top chef, more like top shit. Um, no, we're do, still doing it. I don't want to talk about it yet. Okay. We're still okay. hashing it out. We got big guests planned. The Top Chef podcast called Yes, This Is Podcast presents the Stew Room. We have at least four people that have been on the program booked at least two out of three podcasts participating yep we're gonna have some fill-in cats yep um it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun it's gonna actually be way more work than this is Mm -hmm. but uh i think this is where we sell out i'm so excited to sell out (laughs) scott are you excited to sell out a little bit why don't you throw in a little real big fish for the we'll go into a break i definitely will um we do need to take a break but uh yeah i think that uh we're going to it's going to be fun to actually have to do something that... Easy. <laughs> Don't sell this one down the river either. <laughs> this should be the theme song. for. I just think it's going to be exciting to like actually have to make a good product that can hit a lot of people. And then we have to yeah. actually do real editing. And we can't fuck around. We, Scott, you and Pat. We. I'll like, be, I'll we be editing my ass off. We can't, we, we can't do like a parody there's of no Women's History Month. This, there's no way we uh, keep this to 15 minutes, but well, I, we can't, I wish like, us the a, best we, of luck. It's not like we can have like uh, a, a woman who's been on Top Chef and be like, Women's History Month is fucking hilarious, isn't it? Is that what we're doing tonight? No. Is that what I signed oh, up for tonight? This was the mock Women's History Month. Sorry. I, this is the parody. You left off the make fun of it part. <laughs> oh, women. Scott asked, you know what Scott texted me earlier? When's Men's History Month? That's just like such a cliche nowadays. Yeah. It is. All right. Do you want to take a break? Should we take a break? Yeah. <laughs> now I do. Part we- <laughs> so uh, do you have the list of people who are supposed to talk shit about while we break? Yes, okay. I do. All right. <laughs> The official Ska podcast. Selling out. 
I can't. You, I'm so excited to sell out. You sent me that NoFX song last night. Oh. And now I had to listen to NoFX all day. So, this is an audience. This discussion is for nobody except me and Scott. But the most popular NoFX song out there right now. Did you know that album come out? There's no, a, I didn't. There's a new NoFX album out. It's called A Single Album? Something like that. So, they... Uh, I can't even describe what they did. Basically, do you know the so, song Linoleum by No Effects? I don't think so. Uh, let's play it. It's their most famous song. By default. That I probably do. Yeah. I just don't know the and name. And it's yet. a really good song. Scott made me listen to a 20-minute No Effects song one night over the summer. We talked about that last night. And yeah. he sang along. Not only well, it was that a that live performance insane. that you made me watch. Yes. Including an orchestra. Like 2 a.m. So is that what yeah. I was listening to last night? Yeah. All right. This not, is Linoleum. It's not from 99, though. It's from last year. But that song came out in 99. Yeah. So, I mean, God, we might have to edit this out, but basically, <laughs> Linoleum. I have heard this, but where have I heard it? It's been covered a bunch. Yeah, so this is just their most famous song. and This album did go platinum, Punk and okay. Drublick. On the new album, they have a song called Linoleum. <laughs> and Pat goes, you have to read the lyrics. So I put the song on, read the lyrics. The whole song is just about... Trashing the... Retiring the song, yeah, basically. Retiring the song, saying, I, n- I never really liked it. I don't get why people like it. And then going into a whole bunch of his personal life. I thought the refer- personal references were very weird and uncomfortable. That's what Fat Mike is, though. Yeah. I mean, we saw him live. Did we already, I think we talked about this. Probably. We saw No Effects so. live... Two years ago, yeah, it was their a punk and drublick tour, but it was a beer fest. It was a beer fest. It was in Brockton, right down the street. At Rock it was before Stadium. I lived here, but it was that but a little bit before I moved, and uh, it was like it was pouring, pouring rain. rain. I remember mm-hmm. this night. Didn't go, but that's where I first saw the Interrupters. We had Bad Cop, Bad Cop, Bad Religion, Bad Religion. No effects. It was a lot of fun. I it mean, was. if it was a sunny day, it would have been a concert for the ages. It was May nineteenth, I believe. <laughs> okay, Emily. All right. Uh, it, this was about three weeks before NoFX had to get kicked off of their own tour because I think it was sooner than that. It was very soon. Yeah, they got booted because they, they said they, they were playing Vegas and they said, "I guess the only way you get shot in Vegas is, is you're in a, playing country music." Yeah, and to the that, Vegas uh, crowd. Right. This, this was right. like a month after the shooting. So, right. uh, do you remember the shooting? Yes, I do. What was the shooter's name? I don't know. Stephen Paddock. Never forget. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, I'm I, not going to unpack that one. <laughs> but it was just funny. That, like, no effects. I've grown out of it. But you'll go down a wormhole. Yeah, or a, sounds whatever. like Scott did today. It's hard. Yeah. I was doing it last night. It just, you start into it. Because and... the decline is, it's a really good song. It's epic in the best of ways. Yeah, but it also hits you when you're in high school, when like you don't really know like what epic is. Yeah. And if, so the if decline being... is a 20-minute song. Yep. Takes you on a journey. It does. But not really a lot of musical changes. It's just the lyrics you got to listen to to hear the story. There's like five different songs in there. Yeah. Mm, I guess I'm not remembering. You only listen Scott, to it. Scott, why don't you start singing twice. it right now? I can't. I did only listen to that, it twice. That happened this summer? Yeah. That's about, ridiculous. It's about 2.30 in the morning. I have a picture of it. I'll post it to the Instagram. Oh, no. I think I remember. That, <laughs> yeah. Was that a, a, a little thing I might have been at and then left? Probably. Yeah. I wasn't sober. <laughs> okay. 
No. no. And you might have left your laptop out all night. Oh my god. To find it in what the- an ending. <laughs> Closed. <laughs> Closed. Um <laughs> Emily, look up a, a lyrics to a song by No Effects called Fuck Euphemism. Okay. Kill for time while I do it. That's fine. Uh, this is another track off the album where the lyrics miss the mark so dramatically that it's like insane. I can't believe that. Oh, it's so awkward. I listened so, to it in passing. I didn't catch the lyrics on it. Uh, ooh. Okay, what am I... Now, I just saw LGBTQ, and that jumped out at me. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's basically about anymore. he's like a crossdresser. Yeah, but also he kind of trash. It, like it's almost like a right wing song. I don't know. It's really weird. So it starts. I walked into the Eagle, and someone called me sis. C I S. I said, I'm not sis. I'm a sissy. Should I call you Mister or Miss? Yeah, like it's it's like. Uh, by the way, you read that in perfect with the lyrics. <laughs> I don't know. I, maybe we'll unpack this for another episode. Oh, there's a lot of stuff in here that I would not want to read. <laughs> but like he's trying, it, it's no effects. Like it's Fat no, tries really hard he, to be an asshole. I think it comes from a good place. It doesn't. Are you kidding me? But it's like, it's trying to be, I don't know. Like, but read the lyrics. Like he's not, he's I just like. I will say the, uh, the Fat Records documentary on Amazon is pretty good. Listeners, just look up these lyrics. <laughs> Huh. I can't afford to alienate a quarter of the listener base. <laughs> but, like, he is, tries to come off as progressive. I don't know. Maybe we'll do that for our Fat Wreck podcast. Ooh, that wouldn't be bad. That would be good. I was listening to No Use for a Name earlier. Wow. There's so many cool bands to go through that, like, we never got to. That'd be something else yeah. for the podcast That was network. the original premise of this podcast. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Now we're, like, analyzing no effects lyrics. <laughs> I can't win them all. Scott, what do you eat at Christmas time? I don't know where this is going. I eat a ham. Oh. Ham. <laughs> ham. We got to talk about ham. We're like... It's not ham. <laughs> Why don't we start there with the pronunciation? Right. Well, it's like... Uh, when this we, is one of your new favorite bands. Yeah. They definitely are. Well, this... Thanks to Taylor. You owe this all to Taylor. I never give her any credit. Well, this... right, so we did ham. Yes. Mm-hmm. Women in Music Part Three. Great, first of all, great name for a record. Mm-hmm. That did you get the like the joke of it? No, Scott, did mm. you get the joke? No. I just think it's a it's a real kind of witty way to say hey, it's our third record. We're Women in Music. It's Part Three. There's three of us. There's three of us. We're sisters. I, I don't even know if like did they come up with that themselves. It's really funny. I think it's no. Really I funny. think a man probably did. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Thomas Anderson did. <laughs> You probably fucking did. <laughs> um, Jesus, I don't know where you're going with this. No, but well, he directed the music videos. He's dating oh, one of them, did. right? Yeah. Is he really? Yeah. That has to be a bad age difference. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. I thought he was married to Maya Rudolph. Oh, okay. He directed their first... He di- Didn't he's we dir- already establish yeah. this on the pod? <laughs> I can't keep track of the, like, the universe we've created. <laughs> this well, is not also, the one we've it's created. It's All right, we have to... We got to dial it back for a second. He directed music videos for them. Okay. And he came up with the title because In it's Pat's very witty. fantasy, he is also dating one of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Woman in Music Part Threesome? <laughs> Yikes. All right. We don't have to edit any of this out. <laughs> no, we're good. We're All right. Good. Anyway. Um, well, I guess we can. <laughs> we're so off track. <laughs> How did we get into Haim? How did we get into it? 
So you, honestly, because of Taylor Swift. So they were Nobody, No Crime. They mm-hmm. were the featuring A song band. I did not like. No. Which I got ridiculed for driving with my girlfriend and taking a picture of the radio playing this. And Emily was like, oh, you listen to this now? I'm like, no, this is a hostage situation where this is on the radio. That's how you define ridicule? <laughs> yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> when someone politely asks, Are you're Soft. listening to like... <laughs> um, so, but then you started listening to Haim. I did. And um, then we continued to say Haim. All of us, we were true. all wrong. Well, they're, so Women in Music got an 8.6 on Pitchfork. Wow. That's really high. There Seems are, to be our sweet spot on stuff we're picking mm-hmm. lately. It does. Now, Pit, what do you mean, what's our sweet spot? We had another 8.6. Yeah. Last week we did the 8, it was an 8.1. Dogleg, I think, was 8.6. Okay, that's so high. I mean, geez. <laughs> but, above your fantasy level. <laughs> It is. The fantasy where Paul Thomas Anderson is dating all three members of Haim. <laughs> yeah. PTA is dating all <laughs> three members of Haim. Pat's podcasting about it and getting an eight, eight, <laughs> eight star rating from Pitchfork. <laughs> oh, well, my fantasy is they start reviewing podcasts and like <laughs> we're like an indie podcast and they give us, my fantasy would be a 7.8. <laughs> we don't, we don't get rated. best new podcast. None. We just get, just get the rating. Yeah. This I'm has doing, been a tough week for it's you. It's grassroots <laughs> Your fantasy campaign. is dwindling. <laughs> It, it has been a tough week, but um, Hiam to me is a band that they're like a major label band right. that I should not like. I never would have listened to them if not for this no, podcast. I, I'm going to read a little note I had. I like the uh, album cover. Yep. Do you like the, what's the, there's a little joke in the background. It's a little 69 in the background. It's yeah. number 69. Yeah. That's fun. We like that. What is that background noise? I thought it was you. The truck outside your window? Oh, it's loud. So um, I'm going to just read this off. Chaim means life in Hebrew. Mm-hmm. Did you guys know that? I did. Yeah. Chaim. God fucking. Yeah. Oh, really? I didn't know that was it. You, okay. I didn't know you were going to get so ethnic with it. Esti <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Chaim, Danielle Chaim, and Alana Chaim. Mm-hmm. Three sisters. Yes. Pretty cool. It is. Now, this is where I'm going to lose you guys, but our listeners will totally know what I'm talking about. I have always mixed up Haim with Charlie XCX. Okay. Does that mean anything to you? Yes. No. Now, I'm not saying that I mix up, like, critically acclaimed. The only reason you're doing this is because they are all wearing white wife beaters on the cover of the album. So sue me. I mean, yeah. Can we just pedal back a little bit on the term wife beater? What's the... Italian t-shirt. Tank top. Okay. Workout tank. I, I don't disagree. <laughs> but do, I don't do know you what like that, Charlie X? It. That's a pretty... I've never really listened to it. I've never listened, but the cover, <laughs> yeah. it's pretty good. Um, I, I don't say wife beater. Just want to let you know. Thanks, Pat. You just perform the X. No, I call it Italian t-shirt. I perform the... <laughs> See, I don't like when he gets a joke off. It's, it's tough. <laughs> uh, that, that was really good, though. <laughs> Uh, we got to get in the music. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott, yeah, had you had listened to them before we had no. brought it up? What did you think? I it's not. I don't really like it that much. Wow, I wasn't expecting All that. Right, well, thanks for listening. This is <laughs> yes, this is podcast. I really was not expecting that. I'm genuinely surprised. I I misogyny res- in music. Part I respect five. the craft. <laughs> I respect the craft more I, than I like the music. Does not bode well for the Top Chef podcast. <laughs> I'm genuinely shocked, Scott. This just goes to show that I cannot pinpoint your music taste. No, but uh, I, I got more to say, but Pat, 
Why do you like it so much? You've really div doved dived divin. Gone ham on Haim. I've gone ham on Haim. I wear a Haim hat. You do. I wear a Han hat. You alternate it with Haim and Han. Triple H over here. I think that it's pretty simple. They're great songs. And, you know, one thing people have said in a lot of reviews I read is that they rip off Fleetwood Mac. I don't hear that at all. I heard Fleetwood Mac on one song. And I I forget which song it was. They're not worth pulling up the comparisons because it's like, it it exists, but it's not, they just write good songs. Yeah. I feel like each song has a very strong similarity to another song or another group of songs like that's fair to say but it's a good fucking song yes and you're not going to find the original songs and make a playlist out of them maybe there were two songs on here that i thought that maybe three um one i think they're sampling red red wine what song is that they have to be right see this is where my lack of research comes into well i don't i didn't pick that up I will find it. Was it 3 we'll a.m.? No. God, no. That's the one song I really didn't like. On okay. <laughs> all right. So, all right. My, that might be my favorite. Mm. What it about the very, Thundercat remix? Except for the fucking alarm clock. 3 a.m. was a very, like, 1997 R&B <laughs> pop song. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I agree with you, but did you listen to the Thundercat bonus track? I did. It's way better. It is better. I mm-hmm. still didn't really like it, See? Though. Same page. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> A couple of Elliot Pages over here. <laughs> okay. Um, so it was the Red Red Wine, and I did hear a Fleetwood Mac, and then I heard um, some, a, a couple other like late 90s, early 2000s songs, but really I thought... One of them opens, it sounds like a Gorillaz song. Uh, two songs sound like Muse. Okay, we got to start I playing mean, we're some all of the over music. The place here. And it's not that I don't like it, but I don't care for it. I'm genuinely shocked. I don't I, know if I can come it back. It bores to this. me. I was really bored. It just—it's not. I would get three songs into the album, and then it'd be 45 minutes of me just not really paying attention. Okay, so first track is Los Angeles. Yep. Um, How is the song not called "Be There" or whatever? It's a great little opening. I—I—I I, I mean, you're gonna think I'm nuts, but like this reminded me of the Beastie Boys. I hear that. Yeah. Like with the the background, like beat. And this is not a great song. I like this song a lot. But it was like, when I threw on the record, I was like... It's a great opening song. Yeah. It's a great pre-chorus. It's not my favorite song on the album, but I think it's a great opener. I'm kind of disappointed that Scott didn't like this. I'm not disappointed. I'm just shocked. But, you know. What can I say? This sort of has become the podcast where (laughs) you and I, like... Just put Scott under the spotlight and try and figure out what he likes. All right. I Know Alone. Yeah. That's your favorite song? No. Oh, okay. The Steps is my favorite. The Steps is an exquisite piece of writing. But, but this just is the feels one like, track that does feel like sort of a... It feels like it written for the radio. It, it hits so many different, like, perfect beats. Yeah. Like... I, it's got like There's a little so classic talent. rock element. It's got a little country element. It's got a pop element. It, it's hitting if, all the bases. But to me, it just plays like pandering to the masses. It's not, though. That's Pat's line, Scott. I know. <laughs> I think that this is so... Is this like Sheryl Crow? It's very What's Sheryl wrong with Sheryl Crow? Sheryl Crow's amazing. She is. She's, she wrote... But she already exists. 
Interesting. Like, I don't, yeah. What's, no, I'm what's not, original? I'm of, not judging you. Do you think any of these Wait, songs let, come off as completely original? But let's, that, we got to let this song breathe after you make okay. your point here, Pat. Go ahead, make your True. point. All right, I'll make my point. That, is that, that song is great. But we're not operating under the assumption the parameters of listening to this aren't of this is an original music. You're so offended. <laughs> he Be- did say, how many times did he text us saying he was gonna be, he's very scared that we wouldn't like Haim? I just think that their exception should be made because these pe- they're three sisters. This is or- They don't have co-writers. Who gives a shit? I care. <laughs> I think this is organic music that deserves to have a, like... What's ooh. organic about it? I think it's pretty... It might not be original in the sense of like... I agree with you, Pat, except I do think it is original. Because yeah, I, I do think buy. I could hear, I could hear like little tidbits of okay, I, I can see where they're pulling that influence from. I don't know anything and about the sisters. Maybe they're not creating their totally own unique sound where you hear the song and you're like, yes, that's high. I'm like where we hear like a U two song and we're like, okay, that that's U two, or we hear yeah. a Weezer song and we're like, okay, that's Weezer. Like we they have <sighs> defined mean, their Jesus own Christ, you- sound, but. I do think that they are creating original music where they're pulling in inspiration and then doing something sort and of they, new And they it. were asked about it, and they said, we're not influenced by Fleetwood Mac. We're influenced by newer music. Okay. Right. It's case closed, Scott. You're <laughs> fucking wrong. I haven't made one he Fleetwood Mac He did say Show a Crow. Yeah. <laughs> Scott, I think name that's one a, Fleetwood Mac song. I can't. <laughs> exactly. I think it, that's a great comparison. Yeah. Listen to this. In the steps, you mad at me for making a mess. I can't understand. Like, you hate music that is just, like, plugged into the pop machine, but written by some they asshole. they write their own songs. Yeah. They're not assholes. I didn't say they were. So, I'm saying what you generally hate. You hate when... You you didn't want to believe that Taylor Swift writes her own songs. I you, still don't. You <laughs> said maybe she does. In honor of Women's History Month, <laughs> I will give her a pass. <laughs> but, but, like, this is what you always rail against. And I just don't... I think this sounds like all that other stuff. If they write it, great. And they're obviously talented. They are they are able to cover, not cover. Maybe I'm a sucker. May, well, you are, but... <laughs> Maybe I'm a sucker that I think that they legit did it. Maybe Scott's right. No, 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 no. We don't need to now discredit their songwriting game. No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even trying to do that. They definitely wrote these songs. Scott's saying that this sounds like a lot of the pop music that you hate, Pat, because it has gone through that pop machine. I will respectfully disagree that I don't really think this is pop music to me. Genreify it for me then. So I'm gonna this would be a whole separate podcast, but a band like The National, mm-hmm. who is do you listen to them? I you just know, know a couple of yeah, their like hits. All the yeah. Wine. yeah. People might say that that is adult contemporary because they're well written songs that are not heavy or yeah. fast or whatever. Easy listening. I think that this is a similar genre. Also, I would have liked this when I was 10, 20, 30, and 40. This is a brilliantly <laughs> written song. But like, but when you I, liking it at all of your awful ages just <laughs> proves I've to me. I've never tried to push this on anybody. This has been a private... It's very been going on for a couple months. Give but it I've time. Been pri- I haven't said, Scott, you got to check out Ham. You've mentioned it often. But I've never been like, you got to listen, dog. Every week, I'm a Hamehead. 
Well, you, well I, have a, I have a special helmet weeks, but. that I have to wear. It says, <laughs> broke Hi. my Heim Hyman. Like every I like that sound Sunday morning. I can't wait to break my hand Hyman. <laughs> every Sunday morning. <laughs> That's a fucking good one. Um, <laughs> I disagree with Scott. I disagree. I'm pointing my finger. You're pointing it at me, I which know. <laughs> misdirected but that's okay so much for women's history month <laughs> um, Scott I do like I know women alone. be history <laughs> can I tell you one of my favorite Scott women's jokes this is gonna oh this is stunning Scott in a bad <laughs> but see like oh god oh, let's hear it so I we're not recording I read just a, kidding I read a book years and years ago called a thousand years over a hot stove a history of women in the kitchen or something like Can't that. Can't imagine where this is going. I, and Scott's response was, I'll take a thousand more, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> to be fair, I saved oh, those no. jokes specifically for you. <laughs> First of all, Scott's like, it's a great line. <laughs> uh, it was a great book for anyone that wants, because I love to read about kitchens and food and all, and all that stuff. But this song... <laughs> I know alone. I love it. It grew on it. me. I didn't like it at first. I really like it now, except I don't care for that robotic voice that comes in. I like that. Okay. Um, the guy from Vampire Weekend, mm. Rostam, he produced this record. He's not in Vampire Weekend anymore, but I think he did a really good job. Okay. Uh, she played back one of the, I think it might have been Esty, played. They were like all musicians on their own terms that came together and formed a group. Huh. The three sisters? Yeah. I'm not listening to your... Because he just <laughs> hates him. He doesn't like it. I think he hates it more than he's actually letting on. I'm just saying. Read the wiki and you'll be dis- dissolved that notion pretty quickly. Okay. Like, they did do different things, but they... Like, the two older sisters played together. And then once the younger one became of age and they had kind of gone through some musicology in school, they got together. Okay. I also wrote down that when I think of Haim... I don't think of them as like a girl band. Do no. you? No. Nope. I don't either. But they are a, a band of women. Mm-hmm. So I, I just think they're really good. I, I don't know. What are some of your other... So, Scott, you really like 3AM. Let's play that. 3AM sucks. I, I'm with you, Ben. Well, can I... I'm going to play the... Be- I'll play the first 30 seconds of both versions. Okay. Borrowing from Pink Floyd. Hey, uh, this up? doesn't hit like Beck uh, Midnight Vultures to you at all. It, first of all, it feels too derivative. You're, that's every song. No, that's what I'm not. saying. You're, Midnight Vultures is like a record we've bonded over since we've met. Yes. We should do a Midnight Vultures episode. Let's do it. I would love that. Me too. I think that after we're done talking about Haim, we have to have a little discussion on the pod about what we do next because we need well, another. We have something already in the works. For we next do, week. but we have. To, I, I think we need another fan service episode. That's what next week is. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is. I liked it more as I listened to it. I liked it less the more it came. So on. here's the Thundercat how many, version. How many listens did you give the album? Five. I listen to So I'm doing a big reorganization project at my library at work and I had the privilege yesterday of just listening to this in my earbuds while I was doing that because I wasn't really like helping students or anything. Mm-hmm. And this was great reorg music. Except this song came on and it just sort of took me out of everything. Not in a good way. It's a little different. 
it's it, a little different from everything else <clears throat> in the album. And again, it could you could hear this on uh, like I don't know, ninety two point three, ninety four five. Like, do you remember Escape? That band Escape. Yes. Just kicking it. It reminds yes. me of that. Yes. Let's play a little Just Kicking It by Escape. <laughs> I had this record when I was a little kid. My, we all love this song. Scott, I don't know Muse. You compared this, these songs to Muse. Yeah, I was. That was gonna be my next thought. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. This is, but this exactly. is cool because this came out in '94. Just kidding. All right, can't do that. We should, there's a thing where if you listen to the podcast, every time one of us sings, you have to do a shot. So it's very troublesome. Ooh. We have a drinking game. <laughs> we do. Um, now, a lot of the... Kid, hold on. So, Patrick, you know Muse. I'm not a fan at all. All right. Toss on uh, Up From A Dream. This song rules, by the way. It's been years since I've heard this. I don't know I know it. Up from a dream? Yeah. Not from Muse, from um, I Am. Oh. <laughs> this is so good. <laughs> it's so good. But anyway, it's a good comparison. I don't like that deep inhale. No. Darren goes, who just yawned? <laughs> Uh, the, our robot, our house robot. <laughs> I like this. I do too. Yeah, yeah just let it breathe for a minute, and then I'll. I'm gonna guess it a muse song. These discussions about records like this. This is what I like. We can't agree on everything. No, we can't. I'll play the song. What's the name of the song? Hysteria. By Muse? That's By one of Muse. their most popular songs. Okay. I don't They're think all... I know one Muse song. They're all this kind of electronica rock. Rosamunda. To me, this this song we're listening right now is like your like computer is trying to kill you because you're in Black Mirror. Yeah, this is way harder. Yeah. Yeah, well this is a, a rock rock band. Oi, mate, I tried to fuck my computer. <laughs> and now the computer's trying to fuck me. Like, that's sounds like. <laughs> streets. Is that your streets impression? <laughs> no, that's my, like, black mirror. Hey, bruv, anyone ever been fucked by their own computer? <laughs> this is very scary music. <laughs> it's music. So, anyways, this is what I heard listening to both. I'm up. very sorry for you, Scott. Dude, that's I'm sad. I, I if that's what that made you think of. I just have to throw I'm it out there. Fucked I'm by usually... a computer. <laughs> Oi, bruv! I've been fucked to death by my computer. I don't find any similarities between that music and Haim yeah. at all. It's Emily, do you? No. Zilch, absolute right. zilch. I might be distracted at the moment from <laughs> being able to fully understand that, but. <laughs> Did you like gasoline? I did, but it was another one that grew on me. I didn't like it at first. I love the guitar. Yeah. It's fucking so good. So the the Boy. like the I'm metric for me was if I like random times throughout the day if I found myself singing a lyric and I'm uh-huh. like, "Wait a minute, what song is that?" and then I thought about it and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's gasoline. That's the song I thought I didn't like from Haim." And then I listened to it again and I'm like, "Oh, I do like this song." You know, 
Did you pay attention to the lyrics much? No. God, no. Me either. I can't. I did. This is such a great... It's a good uh, unloading the dishwasher lyric. Yeah. Yeah, that was 3 a.m. though. (laughs) Yeah. Right before the fucking alarm clock went off. Well, No, there was a... Anyway, we'll talk about it. Multiple dishwasher. I think that if we want to try to, like, validate Scott's points that he's making, is that... They are. They do benefit from extremely good production. Yeah, and I think he's right. Where it's just, it, you can hear this and think it's derivative of a lot of other music. I will. I don't know about <laughs> Muse. I don't know Muse. Well I don't to think. Say. I didn't do enough Muse homework to give a great. I just picked Hysteria, but I'm Boy. gonna stick with it. Well, I just think that like they're aided. They're extremely talented, and talented people want to work with them and further the sound. I yeah. agree they're talented. But, like, I don't have any problem with how, what they're aiming for. I'm, like, keep, I'm rooting them along. Like, this might be poppy as hell, but, like, it works for me. Yeah. I, I like a fair amount of pop stuff. Well, what do you like for pop stuff? Give me an art. Yeah, I don't know. <sighs> uh, Scott's not a Heimhead. Nope. I guess it's just you and me, Bet. I mean, did you listen to any of their other records? I did not. I did. Well, yeah, because you've been a high head for a while. It's true. I was thinking, so I'd like, it's not that I was resistant to like this band, but maybe, maybe subconsciously I was, but I thought I didn't like anything after Gasoline, because that's where 3AM comes in. Okay. And then I listened again today, and I was like, oh yeah, I do like Don't Wanna, and I do like Another Try. I, I, I liked them all. Do you think that this is a... Now, we've toyed around with the rating system and stuff. Mm-hmm. These guys are... These ladies... What month is it? Women's History Month. They're in the rotation. I will be listening to them. I put them on mixes. Yep. I mean, they are... They have joined the mix. I don't know what our rating, sca- rating scale is. They're yummy. They're yummy. They get a three-quarter yum from me. Yum, yum. Give me some. <laughs> That's what I say. Um, Scott? I'm on the. I'm pretty neutral. Like okay. again, I don't dislike it. I, I feel like absolutely. he's not being honest with us. No, he is. I just had, have no interest in it. I yeah. don't ever want to listen to this again. But I'm not offended by it. I don't dislike it. You've offended me by that statement. I don't <laughs> want to ever listen to this again. I, no, I don't. I think that you're purposely trying to. I'm being progressive like right now. <laughs> And you're you're trying to take me down a notch. Really, just patting yourself on the back. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Maybe it's just how much you like them, Pat. That Scott yeah. already had like a blind spot going into it. No, no, <laughs> nope, not okay. this time. Okay, <laughs> usually in the past, sure. <laughs> Biases were put aside. I I mean, their next record, I'll be first in line to buy it. I'll be um, outside uh, Leech Mare banging wait, on the door. Wait, did we say what the Pitchfork rating was for this? Eight point, we did. We definitely yeah. got 8.6. 8. 8. Okay. Yeah. That was this one. I wasn't sure if that was this or uh, Real Big Fish or some other band we talked now, about in this episode. <laughs> um, Emily. Yeah. I don't know what song this reminds me of, but it definitely reminds me of something. This also reminded me of Muse. Yeah. Closer together. This is that 90s song that I was talking about. Yeah, it's also a bonus track, whatever. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, they've, they've, every song reminds you of something else. But they're... Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> really not every song. There were, like I said, a few songs. But yeah, that song. song, I don't know who sings that I Love You Always Forever song. I, I love you always forever. Yes. <laughs> Drink. Do you want to 
bang out the St. Vincent track right at I the do. end. I do. Oh, my God. I, I feel... Donna Lewis, for anyone who's curious. Ooh. So, you know, after our discussion we just had, you might think, Scott hates women. He hates women in rock. He hates women in music. But you shouldn't think that. He doesn't. Do you know who Annie Clark is? No. You might better know her as... St. Vincent. St. Oh. Vincent. Yes. So uh, her new record is coming out. In May? It's called uh, Daddy Comes Home, I think. Yeesh. Yeah. Not a good name. But the other name was Daddy Likey. No. <laughs> uh, her father was apparently in prison for white-collar crime for the last, like, 20 years, and he just got out. She can't say Dad Comes Home? No, Daddy. Daddy Comes Home. <laughs> it's, called, it's called Daddy's Home. So how did you? I didn't There's know the another backstory. song called "Daddy's Home." I've I read a review where they called the last album "Mass Education" twice. Oh so my god! Maybe I shouldn't trust. Pat, play the steps. No, no, don't play the steps. We no, play the steps. steps. No, we already played it. I'm trying to remember that Red Red Wine song. Red, I thought I took red. a picture. Wait, of no, it. Google it. Just Google "Hi" and "Red Red Wine" will come up. All right. Um, you can now, keep talking about Daddy. <laughs> Daddy likey. <laughs> so the new track is called uh, Pay Your Way in Pain, which they asked Annie what she thought about it, and she said Daddy likey, which I don't All think right. is appropriate. <laughs> <stretching> <laughs> All right, let's listen to it. I already like it. Scott, as the resident St. Vincent Zaddy, what do you think of the song? I like it. I like it. Um, I think it'll probably grow on me. Okay. Um, I get a lot of Bowie from it. I thought you were going to say I got a lot of boner from it. <laughs> I really did. No. Especially, I, I watched it with the video. Did you watch the video? I, I haven't even, this is the first time I've listened to it. The video, they just dropped today too. Um, and it's very flashy. And it, it's got kind of rhymes with fame. So it's, you know what? It's That's just, a great. It's got, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, it's kind of got that feel. It does have yeah. that. So, um, I, Mass Seduction was one of my favorite albums of 2017. Isn't that shocking that Scott's a big St. Vincent fan? That was my St. Vincent and Janelle Monet year. It was very big for me. <laughs> that Nothing was. shocks me with Scott anymore, except for the fact that he doesn't like Hiam. I know. We're going to have to. I, I thought we'd have this like communal thing where we'd all just. I would say Hiam. Pretty uh, communal on this. I podcast thought that so I would far. say that Haim is great, and then you would go yes, and you would say yes, and then we'd just say, I'd stop recording. Yeah, yes, this is podcast. <laughs> um, but you know, we'll we'll have to do a, definitely do an episode on the Saint Vincent record. Yeah, I don't know much about. I, she's her so the there's so much there. Such yeah. great like. She almost made it on to my next next week's cover episode. Okay, she got the cut. So. I guess You've that's already a good started researching that, huh? It's done and dusted. Jesus. So, why don't you tell the listening audience and remind me what we're doing <laughs> for the next episode? Next week is our twentieth episode, twentieth anniversary. 
So we thought we'd make it a little bit fun. Does that include the episode that shall not be named? We are on episode 20. Okay. (laughs) You're a Harry Potter fan? Mm -mm. No, didn't think so. Christ, no. (laughs) Um, I'm like Scott with Haim. Can't stand it. (laughs) That's sad for me. Uh, We thought we'd do something a little fun for episode 20. So we're going to talk about our top five favorite covers. I love it. I like this little sort of high fidelity take we take I think every few episodes we do a top five and really i come back with 10 and pat has well, 15 well, and no. scott sticks to five no but. i think it's like you do your thing and we and you discuss it and then he panics the day before and says i hate everything no <laughs> no no bullshit <laughs> so uh yeah i mean i i think that our fans like when we do a little throwback so we'll find out yeah it should be fun. So top five favorite covers. We're going to play little clips of the original, a little clip of the cover, and talk Beautiful. about it. Beautiful. It's going to be a good one. possibly a special guest. Right? We'll see if I can we'll wrap see. up WandaVision. You never, you never went back to it, did you? I think I have two episodes left. Okay. All right. So tomorrow. Well, we're all off tomorrow, finale. so... Yeah. Well, be? I'm in the middle of a gigantic <laughs> real estate transaction, but uh, no, we've fan favorite Tim, my brother. He's yep. uh, more than willing to come back, um, talk Wandavision. He's busy as well. Yeah. Um, what movie are we doing? Wandavision. We don't. We can't add something else on top. Is there anything we've already seen we can talk about? No, it's Wandavision, okay. and then the covers right. are going to be a lot beautiful. Of discussion. That's yeah, perfect. Covers the, the music episodes are long. Yeah. And we actually do that. And then me and Scott have a side podcast. It's called Pretentious Movies. And we, we're going to do a Minari next week. Minari so, and Promising Young Woman. No. Have two side Both available now. for $20 to rent. Or hook me up on Plex. We got to wow. come up with a get way. Get hooked up with me? I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like let's, get... let's start over. No, we can't. We already fucking rebooted once. Uh. So, uh... <laughs> all right. Let's, uh, let's fade out with something good. Wait. Did you give us a yum or yuck on Hiam? It's fucking deep yum 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 give me some oh that's right you did say that i did <laughs> scott scott says yuck yeah and emily i'm a three-quarter yum like them a lot not <laughs> quite full yum we got it it's fine <laughs> there's a lot of problems with it <laughs> well i think we did a good job tonight we were uh <laughs> i don't know about that but <laughs> all right well, well uh out. we made it we we did make it um we don't have to edit that much i love how you always say we <laughs> well, I have to ask you to listen to it, but all right. Um, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Off air discussion when we record next. All right, bye. See ya. Good night. Happy birthday.